Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Here's a look at how markets wrapped up overnight and we have stocks down, kicking off the first trading day of a holiday shortened week, weighed down by a jump in crude oil prices. The Dow Jones Industrial Average lost about 200 points or 0.6% down to finish at 34,642. The S&P 500 and below 4,500, dropping 0.4% to close at 4,497. The Nasdaq Composite lower by 0.1% to settle at 14,021. And the index of small caps slid about 2%. Some of the notable movers, Tesla, leading the gains in mega caps up 4.7%. For more insights, we are joined by Mark Newton, Chartered Market Technician, Managing Director and Global Head of Technical Strategy at Fundstrack Global Advisors. Mark, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you very much for having me. So let's talk about what's playing out in the markets and take a look back in August. You've got S&P 500 down around 1.5% in August. What is the setup for September, which is often seen as traditionally the worst month of the year? Yeah, thank you. Both August and September historically have been subpar months uh, in pre-election years. And so, you know, a lot of it's going to depend on really the path for interest rates. And my thinking is that if we can see some evidence of rates beginning a more lengthy rollover, then that could be helpful for stocks, despite this being a poor month. So I tend to be optimistic uh, because pessimism has started to increase quite a bit in, in the last couple of weeks on this recent market drawdown. Uh, and that's an important point that, you know, most of the year, investors and institutions have largely been bearish. They've not participated. Uh, that did change in July. Uh, but now we're starting to see the fact that rates have pushed up as aggressively as they have. That's actually been something that has spooked stock investors. And so we've actually seen, you know, a lot more pessimism in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, I think that's actually a reason for optimism for the second half of 2023. But it is going to be important for rates to start to roll over. And today we saw exactly the opposite. So in my view, you know, the stock market decline for Tuesday in the U.S. was much more related to interest rates starting to turn back higher than it was anything to do with crude oil. Yeah, I like how you are seeing things glass half full, Mark. So if you look at the S&P 500 overnight, we did see break below 4,500 after staying barely above that level for around three days. Do you see enough catalysts yeah. down the road to make a more convincing push soon? Or is this going to just come down to rates? Well, I think in the near term, Tuesday's close was a minor negative for the market. And I think the, also the move higher in the 10-year yield and 30-year yields were also a mm. uh, short-term negative. So I, I think that, you know, we can have maybe three to five days of, of uh, consolidation, but I do not expect to see a move back down under 4,300. You know, we've seen the move of about 200 points higher just since August the 18th lows. And so really the last two and a half weeks, I've seen a very nice rally in the U.S. So, you know, my thinking is that we need to consolidate a bit. Uh, the one thing I would tell you is that technology continues to act very, very well. 
today's broader market performance was actually a little bit worse than what the indices showed, and that was specifically given the strength in many of these large-cap technology stocks. So as long as technology is hanging in there and holding up well, indices likely should be able to weather any sort of minor pullback and should still do uh, well in the mm. months to come. Yeah, Mark, so we started a year at around 3,800 points and had a pretty good run, around 17 plus percent to where we are right now, around 4,005. What are the key levels we'll be looking out for down the road? Where are we seeing perhaps the S&P 500 to drift towards? Well, and in the short run, uh, we can't rule out uh, a pullback down to 44.58. That's only about roughly 40 points down. It's about 1% down from where we are. That's a, that's the a first key level. That's right near the highs from August of 24th. And then 4,300, 43.38 is, is very, very important. That's August lows. Uh, on the upside, if we do get up above last week's highs, that likely would take us right back up towards 4,600. And that would be very unexpected mm-hmm. for investors, I think. I mean, everybody is sort of wondering about the Fed's end game for rate hikes and how that's going to materialize. We know that September is sort of a foregone conclusion that they likely are not going to do anything. But November is about a 50-50 in terms of whether they'll hike rates. Uh, but I would argue a lot of the inflation has come down specifically because of China's weakness, not because of the Fed's rate hikes. So we really have not even begun to feel a lot of the effects of what's being done already. And uh, some of that's just because the market is so unusual. The economy is still recovering from COVID, the supply, demand, and balance for labor, uh, the housing situation in the states. Nobody in the U.S. wants to sell their homes at a 3% mortgage to move into one at 7 or 8%. Mm. So there remains a, a huge undersupply in housing, and that has actually helped the economy. The U.S. continues to be on better footing, I think, than the majority of the world. Yeah, Mark, you mentioned um, rates earlier as one of the factors to look out for. Do you get a sense where mm-hmm. rates might be in terms of peak rates right now for the 10 years? In the past week or so, we saw it hit a 16-year high at over 4.3%, and overnight we saw it up around six basis points, moving back up towards the level again. Yeah. Where are you seeing rates um, play out for the rest of the year? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I, in the near term, I think that rates probably do uh, push up and test those highs. And that's, that's right near 436, 4.36 on the 10-year. That's going to be an important level. I don't see us going up above like 460. I think that this is really not the time for for you know treasuries to have an extended sell-off and my own analysis says that sentiment is, is pretty pessimistic now on treasuries. Uh, seasonality is actually bullish for treasuries. In other words, yields should actually fall normally in the month of September. And uh, some of my other methods with regards to cycles show rates actually pulling back between now and next year. So I think any further lift in rates is going to prove temporary and should be a chance for investors to buy treasuries, thinking that rates, uh, you know, the economy gradually is going to start to weaken. The majority of the world should start to weaken. And, uh, you know, rates likely aren't going to be able to hold up, particularly as the Fed gives evidence that they're done hiking rates. Uh, rates should begin to fall. So uh, I'm actually optimistic mm-hmm. on treasuries and I'm bullish on equities for the balance of the year. But the move in equities is going to prove choppy. It won't be a straight line. And we are in a seasonally weak time. Yeah, Mark, talking about buying, um, what do you feel about small caps right now? They've gone through a bit of a slump, uh, at least relative to the S&P 500. How are you feeling about their space right now? 
Well, it's still under a lot of pressure, and the small cap sector is really going to depend on interest rates rolling over. And as they as they push up, that that's that's problematic for the small caps. So, you know, I, I still like large cap growth. I think that's really the area to favor the value trade. Even though energy is working well, energy remains one of my very favorite sectors, by the way. Mm. You know, financials just don't look as attractive with an inverted yield curve. And so that's going to be, uh, you have to be very selective on what to buy within the financial space. And really, you know, as rates start to roll over, that's going to be conducive towards growth. And I think that will be good for technology. So very, very hard to fade the move in technology uh, globally. I think that it's a, a something that's shaping all of our lives in, in a great way and, and it's going to mm. continue to be uh, a very good sector. Yeah, Mark, walk us through the optimism in the energy space. We had, of course, some supporting factors with OPEC+, yep. Plus, but on the flip side, you've got China yep. looking a bit sluggish. Well, I think crude has been able to rally regardless of China. I think China is more of a factor for metals like copper and less for for crude oil, honestly. You know, Saudi Arabia and Russia, uh, really the output cuts and extending those cuts for uh, for Saudi Arabia tend to be much more important. Oil has been able to drive higher. A lot of that is because the demand picture continues to look quite resilient and very strong. And now we're seeing that the supply is being trimmed. Uh, so, you know, the supply-demand balance favors energy continuing to rally. Uh, energy has gone quickly towards being the number one and also the number three, you know, the, the best performers over the last one and three-month periods. And so, you know, I see energy as continuing to be very positive, uh, despite it being sort of a seasonally tough time normally towards the end of the year for energy, but I still think that's going to be a great group. You know, it underperformed pretty dramatically the first part of the year, and it just started to kick into gear again back in July. And so we've had a sharp, really a sharp uh, month and a half of outperformance, and I think that looks very good technically to me. So I think WTI crude should get over 90 before we even have a short-term peak. And so energy should be a very, very good sector for investors. All right. Energy could be an opportunity down the road. We've been checking with Mark Newton. He is the Chartered Market Technician and Managing Director as well as Global Head of Technical Strategy at Fundstrat Global Advisors. Mark, thank you for your time this morning. Thank you very much for having me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.